Well, welcome everyone to Outpost 127 as we broadcast from our outlying post to bring a little encouragement to those of you on the front lines of kingdom advancement. My name is Greg Wukash, and I'm the host of this program. And if you're thinking right now that Outpost 127 sounds a little hmm, mysterious, a little adventurous, maybe even a little corny, then good. I think we're probably off to a very good start. Uh, Since today is actually our very first broadcast, I think it's important that I start things off today by maybe explaining a little bit about what Outpost 127 is all about what we uh, hope to achieve, and uh, a little bit about my heart and why I decided to start this, uh, this broadcast. So let me, uh, let me just say that over the last 10 years, uh, I've been a bivocational pastor for an organic church community right here in San Antonio, Texas called Intersection. And no, we aren't really a home church in the broadest sense, as most people uh, think about home church, but we, we're really a, um, uh, are a body of Christ followers on mission together, uh, meeting in various locations really across all of San Antonio and, and just being the church in the city uh, that we all call home and that we love. And also, just so you know, I am really, really wired for small group ministry. So uh, as you can imagine, this calling of my life was really right in my sweet spot. Uh, in fact, over the course of 10 years, we've had uh, 100 plus fathers and mothers and children and singles really of all ages and races come and, and be a part of our intersection community. Uh, it's been a real, a true blessing on my life and really one that I wouldn't trade for anything, even though, I'll be honest, I never really thought I would have imagined ever pastoring uh, that would even be a part of my life. Last year, though, um, I really sensed God moving me in a, in a different ministry direction. And so Intersection has really evolved into something right now just a little different, a little different than before, uh, but more on that at a later time. The other thing I kind of want you to know is that I came to faith in Jesus Christ really late in life. In fact, I was 30 years old, and I just, uh, a couple days ago, just turned 50, so that'll give you a little bit of idea uh, how long I've, I've been a, a Christ follower. But as a young Christian, um, sitting under the shepherding care of Pastor Jeff Harris at, at Grace Point Church here in San Antonio, he, he said something in a sermon one Sunday that really, really rocked me to the core. Um, it, it was something I had never heard before, let alone really ponder the implications for my own life. Now, I grew up uh, understanding that the church was really a building, right, with four walls, and it's a place that you go to on a, on a Sunday morning and, and uh, Christmas and uh, Easter and those kinds of times. Um, but what he said, what Pastor Jeff said, is that we don't go to church, that we are the church wherever we go. Huh. Now, I'm sure that many of you right now are just shaking your head saying, okay, well, that's not anything new to me. That's not real revolutionary to me. But I have to tell you, as this young believer, as as I was a young believer, it was totally revolutionary to me. In fact, it changed the way I saw everything around me moving forward. And I wanted to immediately take Pastor Jeff up on his challenge and go and be the church. And because... 
well, that's what I do when I hear something that really resonates with me. I, I believe that comes from the Lord. I go do it. And because I didn't know any better, um, well, I just did. I just went and uh, started becoming the church. So uh, my wife and I, a short time later, started a small group in our home. And it was really at a time when um, Grace Point Church here was not really doing small groups in San Antonio yet. And so we kind of had the first one. And and on the very first night that we opened our doors in our not so very large house, some 30 to 40, 45 people showed up. And I have to tell you, I knew in that moment uh, that God was up to something pretty remarkable. And it was remarkable. It was amazing living life uh, with that group of people. Even though uh, we were large in size, it was really just great getting to know this group, uh, people who were actually much y- uh, younger than my wife and I. The small group eventually became a church plant from Grace Point, and I became the bivocational pastor while working full-time with the San Antonio Water System as the external affairs manager, which I'm still with the San Antonio Water System now going on my uh, 23rd year, Um, and with a wife and three children and a full-time job with a water utility and a part-time job teaching in a local community college and as a role um, as a bivocational minister, I can tell you, as you can imagine, I was definitely tired. But it was really, really, really fulfilling all the same. And I knew, I just knew that I wanted to be part of uh, a gospel ministry. That's really what I wanted to give my life to. I wanted to give my life to being the church and the community that I loved. I also think it's important for me to tell you, um, because this is a really important part of my story, that I'm also a contrarian by nature. Now, if you don't know what a contrarian is, it is someone who tends to reject popular opinion or someone who who will go against the current practices of the culture. Now, mind you, I don't necessarily always like being the odd man out, but you know, God has just wired me for <laughs> that way. I mean, he's just wired me as a contrarian for his particular purposes. I'm not quite sure why all the time, but that's just how I'm wired. And and as a contrarian, um, you have to imagine it was also pretty exciting to plant an organic church that had very limited structure, had a very limited hierarchy, and, and really had very limited financial burden. In fact, we were able to take our tithes and our offerings and to give right back into the community. I didn't take a, a, a salary from the church. And I would say that pastoring a church like Intersection was the perfect fit for a small group wired contrarian just like me. I mean, I was right in my element. But I would also say that through the years that my eyes and my heart began to be continually open to those Christians who were very much like me. I started finding them in all different kinds of places. Um, these, these contrarians, these other Christians very much like me, they were working in a full-time job somewhere out in what I call the kingdom frontier. And, and they really were seeing their jobs as more of their Matthew 28 mission, right? To go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. They saw their jobs as a Matthew 28 mission, and they were standing firm for the faith of the gospel. I found them teaching in elementary schools and doing chaplaincy work in the hospitals. 
there was a photographer um, who had a real gift for capturing the beauty of, of humanity all around her. She just had an eye for it. A, a guy who left his comfortable job for the uncomfortability of starting his own men's ministry. There was a bivocational pastor in a small town in central Ohio with a heart for prisoners, a missionary from the tough streets of Los Angeles with a heart for the Argentinian people, and a mom raising four boys while also preaching in her local church, and, mind you, was an amazing cook and baker. You see, these are my friends. These are my friends. These are my fellow sojourners and ambassadors and exiles for Christ. And they're also what I like to call fringe dwellers. Now, I'm no, I, listen, I mean that with all sincerity, okay? I'm not talking about like these are crazy people or anything like that. I mean, they're just, they're just wired as contrarians, just like myself. I am a fringe dweller. You know, a friend of mine in referring to that great Christmas special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, she recently said to me at lunch, she said, you know, Greg, the island of misfit toys at least had an island. And that is so true. That's like theology from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's so true. I I begin to see that these friends of mine, these men and women on the front lines of ministry ministry that are daring to go into a place that's not their home, uh, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, who people were hostile to, they begin to feel and they were feeling as if they didn't have a true place to belong. They were, they were misfits. They were fringe dwellers, just like me. And so usually what happens in my life, this happens a lot. I do this thing, right? I say out loud something like, you know, there should be a place where people like us can find encouragement and be strengthened, And as usually is the case, the Lord just kind of gently whispered to my heart and he said, then Greg, go and start something. And so here we are, here we are, a prompting from the Lord to establish really, really more of what I see as a resupply outpost. It's a place of rest and rejuvenation to resupply you the sojourner, who are working on the front lines to advance God's kingdom. Philippians 1.27 says this. It says, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And so, hence the name, Outpost 127, right? That's why I named it this, because it's here that that we're going to endeavor to broadcast the stories of misfits that are standing firm for the faith of the gospel. And we're going to share these stories with you as an encouragement. It's my hope that these stories, these encouraging stories, from our fellow ambassadors and exiles and sojourners, they're going to help us all to stand firm in one spirit with one mind and continue to strive by strive, side by side for the faith of the good news of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the goal. We want it to strengthen us as we're on the front lines. 
As we get up in the morning and we say, today, I'm, I'm going to go live out my, my Matthew 28 calling into whatever place that the Lord has, has put me. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, he once said, and, and listen to this closely, it's really powerful. Look Christ in the face whose mercy you have professed to obey and tell him whether you will join heart and soul and body and circumstances in the march to publish his mercy to the world. Wow. I mean, if that's, if that's not something that's an amazing calling to give our lives to, to go into the frontier to, to leave uh, uh, every day when we get up, to, to, to leave our thought process that we're just going to a job, but we're actually going to a place where we can proclaim and share the good news of Jesus Christ. I mean, if, if that doesn't get you excited, I'm not sure what will. So I wanna invite you to come and meet with us regularly as we join together here at Outpost 127. Thanks for taking the time to listen today and to, to learn a little more about what Outpost 127 and this broadcast is gonna be all about. And Godspeed as you advance the lines a little more this week.